Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to hashtag create your earth life podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Staples. And today I'm going to have a guest on. Her name is Mallory. We have been very good friends for about five or six years. And we have both been on spiritual journeys throughout our life um, as we've known each other. And I feel like our spiritual journeys have been very linear, even though we've gone through very different things as individuals, we have always kind of met up in the same spots. Um, So today she's going to be talking about her testimony of becoming a Christian, how God has saved her life. She at one point was very depressed. She was suicidal. And she explains in the podcast that she was just very sad, so sad she can't explain like the feeling of sadness that she was having. And then she was saved by God, by Jesus, by going to church. And her story is very moving, very honest, very inspiring. And she also reads from the Bible a few times, which gives great knowledge of the words of God and where she at it, where she is at right now, um, spiritually. And she's awesome. I feel extremely comfortable talking to her. So this is a very nice, comfortable podcast. I'm sure most of mine are, but, um, we have a different kind of comfort cause we are good friends and I hope you enjoy. God bless. All right. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello. <laughs> Sure. My name is Mallory. I am a yoga instructor, photographer, and a follower of Jesus. Okay. That's me. That's you. Do you (laughs) want to share any other information, um, such as where you're from or that you're a mom? Yeah, sure. Um, I... Yeah, I'm a mom. I have a three-year-old son. He has, um, I don't really want to share too much about him, but he has really, um, he's really helped me heal a lot and um, becoming conscious of how I want to parent and how I want to live my life and how I want to treat others and how I want to treat myself and um, really like brought me back home, I would say. And I, so I'll tell you a little bit about me and where I grew up. And that's, I actually returned home. I I returned home in all aspects. So that's really exciting. (laughs) Um, So I grew up in Millinocket, Maine, really small town. Um, I grew up going to church. I grew up being preached the gospel. I grew up going to Sunday school and singing songs of, you know, got the whole world in his hands. Um, joy, 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 joy down in my heart. <laughs> I, I grew up singing these things and going to church and my mom was actually the Sunday school teacher for a while. So I got, I got just this, um, it was really joyful and beautiful, except I didn't really understand. So (laughs) I didn't really understand. I don't know. I didn't understand my purpose. I guess I didn't understand 
why I was singing about these things. I didn't, I missed, I missed some kind of message, which um, I will tell you more about later, but, um, or how I've come to realize the truth. But as I grew up in Millinocket and I moved away from home for a while and I just moved back here to teach yoga and to just um, really just, I feel free right now. So that's, that's why I'm here to be free. All right. Do you want to talk about um, where you were at and what caused you to convert? So you started off as Christian, right? Like, did you consider yourself Christian when you were younger? Like you grew up in a Christian family? Uh, A Christian church. Mm -hmm. My mom was Christian. My dad really, he grew up Catholic and he doesn't really um, associate with the word of God. I've offered him a Bible several times, but he's just like, I don't need to do that. I don't need to. Um, So I just kind of like leave it as like, sometimes I'm I'm just like, you know, Jesus loves you, dad. And he's like, I love him too. And he just kind of like, he just kind of, he just kind of is what it is. He's a, he's a busy worker. Um, but my, my mom, um, grew up in a church as well and believing in Jesus, believing in the gospel. And, um, she, she was the one that I went to Sunday school with when I was a kid. So I, I did grow up Christian. I would say that I, I grew up, I really, what I mean, I was baptized into the kingdom of God, but I was not, um, I don't feel like I was really a believer until this year because I didn't understand what that meant. I missed the message of Jesus being a savior. And um, I, I, I just, I, I didn't understand it. Maybe that was just part, I think that was part of God's plan because I think he has a plan for all of us and he uses us in a way that um, is is glorifying him. And so I think that I, you know, I got those messages when I was a kid and it planted those seeds. And I think that, now that I've had some other life experiences and I've come back to that, <clears throat> I've realized how powerful that truth really is and how the message of the gospel and spreading the word and sharing my testimony too is just a way to connect with other people and sharing my story is really great. So I'm happy that I'm happy that you wanted to talk about this and have me here. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm super excited to have you on because I feel like even though we've talked um, privately, I feel like there's so much more that I'm going to learn from you on here um, about you and from you. So I really appreciate you being on. (laughs) You are welcome to talk about um, basically like what, why you decided as an adult to convert to Christian. Um, What was like the transition? What brought you to where you are now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I, when I was a teenager, I decided I didn't want to go to church anymore. I didn't feel like it was my thing. Um, or I didn't feel comfortable. I just didn't want to go. So my mom respected that. And I, I strayed away from that and I graduated high school. I just like, couldn't wait to, I couldn't wait to like get out of my parents' house and just like on my own, I, I really like, I really forgot about the word of God. I, I didn't, um, I didn't follow it for a while. I 
went about my own path. I really needed to heal. Like I had some wounds that I really needed to heal. And I believe that the relationships that I were, that I got myself into was to bring those wounds to the surface. So that way I could heal. And so I spent, um, I don't know, let's see. I don't know, the last 10 years of my life really with, with people that did not bring out the best in me and really just like, I realized that I was taking, I was looking for God in everything else except for the book, (laughs) except for the Bible. I, I realized I was looking for God in everything else. And I was looking for someone to treat me with so much compassion and gentleness and patience and really like everything that God is, I was looking for it in external sources. So I spent a lot of time really just hurting and I, I mean, I had places where I felt confident and felt like I was appreciated. Like I worked at a restaurant in Brunswick because um, I moved. I moved to Midcoast after living in um, after moving away from Millinocket. I lived in Midcoast, and I got involved with some really great people at Frontier. And like their mission was to bring people and community and arts together. And I felt like I really had a place there and I found my voice and my confidence. So I like, I, I, I did grow through that time too. It was just really, I wasn't, uh, I knew I was a spiritual person, but I guess I did go in a different direction with, um, I strayed away from the Christianity and went into just like, you know, I can heal myself. I can, I can, I have power. Like I can, stand my ground. I feel like I needed to like, I needed to build my confidence and what was like, okay. And not okay with me and strengthen my boundaries because I didn't, when I was a kid, I didn't understand what boundaries were. And also was given this gift of being empathic. So I, I could, I was feeling not only my own feelings, but everything else around me and everything just got really confusing and I didn't understand and, um, was just, I was just suffering so much in, in a, in a way that was, I was just not healthy. And so I spent several, sorry, excuse me. uh, I spent several days, several years trying to like fit into this thing. Like, Oh, excuse me. Hold on. (laughs) I need a little, I just got distracted. That's okay. Take your time. Coming back to my breath. (laughs) I don't think I really took a full breath. So, so I started, I started in 2012, I decided to go on this wellness journey of like, I'm going to change these habits of mine. I was like, just, I was the most, the heaviest I had ever been. I was just, my face was all broken out. I had eczema. I was just, I was just so wounded and hurt and like, I just wanted to make a change. So I decided that I was going to make a change and, um, start eating better foods and exercising. And the person, the man I was with at the time, uh, started playing guitar at a yoga class. So I was like, I'm going to go to yoga. (laughs) So I decided to go to yoga and I, I really enjoyed the atmosphere and the the just like the peace and the presence and I really loved 
the teacher, his name is Terry Lacey. He was in Orno at the time. I think he still is, but um, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed his teaching and his calmness and to like feel safe, just to feel safe on my mat. And like, this is my space and this is my healthy boundary. And this is like a time that I have for me because <laughs> I spent a lot of time people pleasing and like trying to fit in somewhere, trying to make other people happy and trying to just, I don't know, fix everything, <laughs> try to fix that's really, that's really it. Just trying to fix everything. So I, I don't think I really took my first conscious breath until I was on my yoga mat. I remember being in child's pose and finally making that mind body connection with my breath. And I just remember that I remember that moment so vividly where I was just like, my eyes were closed and I was in child's pose. And all of a sudden I just started feeling my heartbeat and started like started feeling my breath. And I just remember just being like, oh, like, that's me. Like, this is me. And it's so great. And such a, like the gift of creation right there, like our own lives. And so I really was like hooked from that point. I just wanted to keep getting deeper into my practice. And that's where I feel like I found true empowerment and, um, connecting to God and myself in a way that was really a connection to God, but yoga is the journey back to God. So, um, and like, as I, so I, and I practiced yoga for, let's see. So I guess that was eight years. I just completed a yoga teacher training program in West Cassett with Melanie Burns. And so that was a really big journey that I went on that it's like, you know, all my over, over the course of those um, it's like eight months, maybe, maybe not quite that, but from September to through March over many months, that is. Um, so all my old life was just fading away. And as I'm coming back to like my true self, realizing like the things that I was doing weren't really benefiting the highest good. So, um, I guess I'll stop there and see what you have to say. You can keep going if you'd like. Um, what I was thinking um, while I was listening and then some thoughts came into my mind while we were t- while you were talking is that it's very interesting. Like you and I, we've been friends for a while, good friends for a while. And um, it just feels like we've been on a very similar, like we've been on a similar wavelength. Like we have different stories, but... Like in 2012, I also like started going on like kind of a journey to change my life in a different way, of course. Like we had different things going on that we wanted to change about ourselves and work on. But, um, and then we connected, I don't know, like 2013, 2014, around there. And then we both um, had a child um, on our own and, um, or individually, obviously. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know. I just feel like our paths not only have crossed together, but have also been very linear in ways. So I just think it's really cool that we, um, that we're good friends and that we've experienced similar things, obviously like not the same exact things because we live different lives, but, uh, and it's cool that we're on a similar journey of like, we both, um, are reading the Bible and we're both like 
learning about being a Christian and we're on that like path together as friends. So I was just thinking that, um, but you can keep, you can keep going. I'm really enjoying listening to your story of, cause I didn't realize like everything started in 2012. So mm-hmm. yeah, what, wherever yeah. you're at and whatever you'd like to talk about, go for it. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm going to share a few words of God and then I'll keep telling you my story. Okay. In Philippians chapter four, verse eight, it says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace will be with you. Later in verse 13, it says, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. In verse 19, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And And verse 23, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So I, the church that I started going to in Bath as my old, so my old life was really fading away. I had separated from my partner, my son's dad, realized that wasn't the best relationship for me. And I was just, I was so sad. I was so, I was so broken. And the the yoga journey was the journey into power uh, as Baron Baptiste journey into power, which is phenomenal. It's such an amazing transformation because it really takes you back to who, who you're really meant to be. And I believe that we're all children of God and we are all looking for that patience and that strength and that wisdom. And we just like, I just, I, I thought that I was those things, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not those things. And I, 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 I had to admit like at the end of my journey that I would, I was actually pretty powerless without higher power. And I, um, it's hard to surrender. It took me a little bit of time to surrender back, but I, I really, I really think that through, through, through my yoga journey and through taking back, you know, like my own, just strengthening my own boundaries and like determining like what's okay and what's not okay with me. And, um, as I had left that relationship that wasn't, it wasn't of the Lord. Like, I think that whenever, like we're all, I think we're all searching for, for a greater purpose or a greater feeling and that, that place of peace and that place of love. And it really, 
it really is just the word of God and his promises. And like, he cares for us so deeply and loves us so deeply. And for like, he's so forgiving and so kind. I just can't even, like, we, like, I just can't even, I can't even like describe how, how perfect his mercy and his grace. And just, I think that the beginning of, the beginning of, the knowledge of God is really like people can be very afraid of that. Like I was afraid of the Bible for a really long time. Like I didn't, I guess I saw a glimpse of what I could be and I got really scared and was like, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to go in another direction because that is just kind of freaky. Like, I don't know. I, I was, um, I don't know. I, I had to, I, I had to go my own way for a while. And so, um, I, I'm proud of that time. It's way easier <laughs> to surrender, but I did learn a lot and have a new outlook on life. I feel like I really, I don't know. I took, I took myself or I got myself into a really dark place where I was even feeling suicidal at one point. Like my skin was so broken out. I just like, I just couldn't like take another step. I just needed help. And so I had to, I spent some time in the hospital. I spent some time in counseling and in um, like a case management program because I just didn't have, I needed resources. And so Maine and um, just like, in, in general, I think our country has a lot of resources that people just don't know about. Um, I, I was connected with, um, I was connected with a case management program and had a, uh, a person that helped me gain resources for housing. There's just so many different resources available for people that are struggling or, um, just like down in the dark and like not really feeling like, I don't know. I didn't feel like there was really a whole lot of hope for a while. I was just so miserable and I didn't give up. Thank God I didn't give up, but I really, I I felt like it. I felt like giving up. I was overwhelmed and I didn't know what to do. And so I ended up going to um, the emergency room where I was living and in Brunswick and um, just kind of said like, this is where I'm at and feeling suicidal. I'm totally miserable and I need help. And so they like guided me in and they gave me some people to talk to. And I was just like, really just not in a good place. Um, and so through that time got connected with just so many different resources. And I learned that I was, I had all these beliefs about myself that weren't true. I I thought I I thought that nobody cared about me and I thought that I was a burden and I thought that I was that that just like I don't know, I just thought I felt unlovable. Like I felt like I couldn't get what I needed and I could just do it on my own and like nobody was gonna be there for me. So as I as I started therapy, my counselor, Lauren Burley, she's in Brunswick too. Um, she really like, she helped me bring all these thoughts that I had 
to the surface. Like I didn't realize I had these thoughts. I, I developed them really early in my life. And like when I had the need that wasn't met by my parents, I would just like develop these, like, you know, nobody cares about you. It's like, that's, that's just so wrong, <laughs> but that's what I believed. And so I was, um, attracted to these things and people that kind of made me feel like that was true. <laughs> and like, until I really like uncovered those and decided for myself, you know, like, actually that's not true at all. Okay. So many people care about me. And so it took a lot of like digging into my own things. And, and my son helped me with that because he made me realize like, he just made me more conscious of like, Oh, like, these are the things I think about myself and I don't want to like project them on this tiny human that is totally like he totally helpless. Like he needs, he needs me. <laughs> and so like, I want to show him love and like kind of just took me back to like, how do, how do I want to show love and how, how, um, how, how do I want to act? How do I want to treat this little human? How do I want to, treat myself and like treat others and just like being kind and um like forgiving and like all of these qualities that I just wanted I just I just was it was a long was it just a journey of self-care I had went on a big cleanse I had just like really just like trying to heal myself from the inside out and my digestion that was all wonky and um so so over time just like develop these really good habits of self-care and um, just like letting things come to the surface too. And just like witnessing them. Like I had a lot of things that I needed to process throughout my whole childhood and early adulthood that I just like didn't know how to. So I just kind of stepped them down for a really long time. And um, I think that's why I had so such bad eczema and inflammation just because I had so much stuff that I just needed to deal with. And so I spent a lot of time home with my son and painting and just slowing down and taking care of myself and just, you know, deep breathing. And uh, the Lord really was calling me. <laughs> he was calling me for a while and I could hear, um, you know, hear like his, his, like divine messages and his like like he he was leading me to him and so um in going back to like the hospital time I think I was in and out of the hospital like three three times back back in 2018 and some of last year too um and I had I had also thought that my parents didn't care about me like I had thought that my mom hated me. <laughs> she was like, she didn't care. And, um, all of that was just lies. It was just totally lies. But she, I didn't really tell her what was going on with me because I felt like, I felt like she didn't care. <laughs> so I was like, I can do this on my own. I got this. And so, uh, I finally like was in the hospital one day and I was just like, I just, you know, I kept ending up there. It was just like, gosh, like I really can't do this on my own, I guess. Like I really do need help. And so I finally decided to call my mom and tell her everything that was going on. And I asked her to 
come and visit me. She lived, she lived three hours away. So it took her a while to get down there, but she came right down that day. She was like, okay, I'm going to come. And, um, she stayed with us for about a week. And I'm going to tell you about the butterfly soul. So my practice for yoga is called butterfly soul yoga. And I, I, this, this whole develop this all developed last year around this time, actually, it's been, been about a year, uh, which is really beautiful. So I had, my mom came to visit me. Uh, my son was there. I just needed her care and I needed her to just be there for me. So she, she did, she was there for me and she came down and she stayed with us for a week. And, um, during that time, actually we were playing outside and, there was a caterpillar that ended up on my son's hat. <laughs> so it was just like, oh, that's so cool. I let's like, you know, put it in a little container and just watch it for a little while because it felt, I felt really called to just be like, I'm just going to hang out with this caterpillar for a while. And it's like therapy and within itself. So we put the, put, got out of a glass bowl and the cat, the, put the caterpillar in the bowl and I had a bunch of plants on my deck in my apartment. So I had just taken some greens and just put it down and just like made this like little like home for this caterpillar and watched it for a while. And then I I got doing something else and I came back to the bowl and it was gone. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even see it leave. But in that short amount of time, it actually spun a cocoon on one of my plant pots on my deck. (laughs) So it's just really, it's like, Oh, I've never seen a cocoon before. It was really, it was really neat. And it decided to just like feel safe and comfortable just to, make a cocoon right on my plant pot. It was beautiful. So, um, over that week, I just watched it. It takes at least a couple weeks for it to hatch. Um, so I just spent some time with my mom and we just, it was really great quality time together. It was a few moments that were a little triggering, but we worked through it. And cause I knew that I wanted to heal my relationship with her too. There was a lot of just old wounds and like she, my, my emotional needs, I felt like weren't really completely met as a kid. So I don't know, that's probably where I developed the idea that she didn't care. (laughs) She wasn't aware, but God love her. She's, you know, she's doing the best that we can. We have a, she, she's do she did the best she could and she does the best she can. And she's a great mom. Um, but we've healed a lot in the last couple of years because of just, you know, me, just me trying, like really just, I don't know, both of us showing up for each other and just being patient and kind with each other and just working through all these old feelings and triggers and wounds. So um, anyway, so she stayed for a week and she went back to Millinocket and I, she, she had left and my son was sleeping and I was like, I'm going to just rest. But I just had, I still just had so much anxiety that I was just like, I just needed her. I, I called her and I was just like, mom, I like literally feel like I'm dying. Can you please come back? And she had said, well, you know, I'm, I can come back, but like, I need you to come home with me because I can't, I like, she couldn't stay 
with me anymore. She needed to go home and uh, take care of some stuff at home. So she turned around and I packed my stuff and my, my son was napping. I was like, okay, I'm going home. And, um, you know, I don't know how long, but I'm going to go. I, I, I needed to go home and just rest. And at the time was also, um, smoking medical marijuana for PTSD. And I just like, I finally realized, you know, like there is nothing I can do that will help this my anxiety, but just like being with it and really getting to the root of it and really just like surrendering and just like, you know, I just have to be here now and I just have to breathe and like whatever it is that I need to, uh, like whatever that needs to come to the surface, just like needs to come to the surface. And I'm here now and be here, be here now is basically, basically the my little mantra like just be here now just 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 be here now and so over I, I stayed in Millinocket for two weeks I, I they they like bought me food they you know my parents they 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 have a rental that I was able to stay at that was just right across the street which is where I am now and I just rested and painted. I finally like decided like, you know, I'm not going to smoke marijuana anymore. I'm going to stop doing that. I think it was probably like five or six days, maybe even a week uh, before I just was like, okay, I have to do this too. Like I really just have to heal. Like whatever it is needs to come to the surface. I just need to heal. And so I spent a couple of days just like really just needing to just do, do deep breathing. And my mom just, ha- I just like needed her to just hold my hand. So just like, I didn't know what was going on with me, but I just needed, I just needed her. I needed help. I needed that safe place to just be. So, um, I, I think that I, that was the time where I realized like, you know, like I, I, I'm, I need to take care of myself and I've needed to do this for a while, and I've need, I needed to realize, like, I remember painting a picture of like, some mountains and an eagle and just being like, you know, like I'm my soulmate. Like I'm the person that's going to be here with me forever. And I just need to do what's best for me. So I decided, um, I actually a few times in a couple of weeks, I tried to like get back down to mid coast, but it was just like, not, um, I've like exhausted myself just trying to do that. So it was very clear that I just needed to be here in Millinocket. And I, I was a little overwhelmed by the fact that I like moving here. I was like, I don't really want to move here right now. And I just knew that like I would spend the winter down in mid coast and trying to just be with my, my partner and my family and just feeling like, you know, I'll know in the spring, I'll know if this isn't for me anymore. And so I, um, close to the two, close to the end of the two weeks where I was here in Millinocket, I was, had this, um, I I finally had the strength to like get back on my yoga mat and I got into child's pose and I realized my practice was going to be butterfly soul yoga. And I just, I I wrote about it and I just, I had been saying like, I'm going to do yoga teacher training for like five or six years before I actually was like, 
you know, like I made the decision that day. I'm just like, I'm going to do yoga teacher training. Like I really am going to do it. I don't know when, but I'm going to, I'm really committing to that's what I want to do instead of just being like, you know, someday I'll do that. <laughs> like it was really like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to become a yoga teacher. And I, um, I actually posted on my Facebook this morning, like there's another, um, quote in scripture that says, um, you know, it's, it's now you must complete the doing basically says that now that you must complete do it. Maybe I need to just grab it real quick. Hold on. Yes, you should. <laughs> Cause I don't know. I don't want to put my own spin on it. It needs to be, <laughs> needs to be from him. I want to suggest that you finish what you started to do a year ago, but you were not only the first to propose this idea, but the first to begin doing something about it. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse 10. And so I just like, I've committed, like I'm going to do this training. And I, my mom I finally felt well enough, like, okay, I'm ready to return home, back to bath. And I felt strong. And I was like, I got, I, you know, I got this. And I inquired about future training and went back to my apartment. It felt so good to be home. And I got home and my cocoon was still there. Like the, the butterfly cocoon was still there. I hadn't hatched yet. It was like taking a really long time to hatch. Usually it takes a couple weeks, but it had been like probably three or so at that point. And I was just like, man, like, I don't know if that thing's going to hatch. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Like, may, like, is it dead in there? Like, it's <laughs> just kind of like wondering, like, I wonder if that thing will hatch. So I, I inquired about the teacher training and then got an email just like a few days later that was like, teacher's training training starts tomorrow. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, like I was not expecting teacher training to start tomorrow, but I reached out to Melanie, the yoga instructor at Wicked Good Yoga in Wiscasset, who's hosting the training. And I was, I just hadn't been, I hadn't been, I loved that studio, um, we actually went there together. So, um, it's exciting, but, but she like, she just welcomed me in. And I just, I, I, you know, I didn't even know how I was going to pay for this training. Like I just knew that I needed to do it and like, I was going to find a way. So, um, she was like, come. And I had a little bit, I don't know. It's never about the money at the end of the day, but I did finally figure out how to how I was going to pay for it. And my mom actually ended up paying for it because she's such a sweetheart. <laughs> she's just like, she's just amazing. And my grandmother helped too. And I raised a little bit of money like on my own, which um, thank you to everybody that, that helped support me through that journey. And um, maybe they're listening. I don't know, but thank you. And, and just like, so, so I started the teacher training that next day and just began this journey of, of freedom really is what it is. And, and, uh, it was so great. It was so, so great. And so I spent the winter going to those trainings and the spring and really just journaling a bunch, really just 
is completely amazing. I, I, I recommend doing a teacher training to anybody that just, you know, wants to just transform. I feel like it was such a great, it's such a transformational program, regardless if you want to teach or not. It was just so great. So, uh, I, completed my teacher training in March, actually on my mom's birthday. And it was, we didn't get to go to the last weekend because the coronavirus hit and we all had to stay home. (laughs) So, um, thank God for being able to complete the training anyway. And we were all like, I was such a great group of people and, and teachers. And so I had um, I really, I really so desperately wanted to stay in Bath and, and stay like in that community, but it, my, my apartment that I was staying at was getting some foundation repair. And I was like, I'm going to stay here during this time. I got this. I can do it. I can stay here despite the construction. It's all good. And I just, I didn't end up, I didn't end up staying I ended up coming to Millinocket and just he like committing my, like making another decision for myself. Like, okay, like I've said, I wanted to make a garden for the last like three years. <laughs> and so now I'm going to complete the doing of that and actually start, you know, I have space here to do a garden. So I had a garden this year and just decided just decided to stay. I decided to like, I'm going to, I'm just going to stay here (laughs) and I started teaching and I've just, um, I decided to get baptized again this summer, uh, because through at the end of my teacher training, when all my old life of sin faded away and all these things that I actually like was on my own will and not the Lord's, um, I, I turned to Christ and asked for forgiveness and I asked for healing and I asked him to just like put his arms around me and just like lift me up because I was just, I was so, I was so sad. I don't even know like how to describe how sad I was, but I was just like, (laughs) it was terrible. And so, um, I, my, I have some great friends that go to the church in Bath that I that I decided to go to, and um, they really like just that whole church body and that whole like the pastor Joel. He really like took the time to talk with me too and kind of see where I was at with my faith. And um, you know, I shared with him like you know, I believe in the dark and the light and the negative and the positive. And I was just like really trying to put all these pieces together in my head based on what I had experienced. And, um, he described to me, like, there's only, there's only one almighty God, you know, there's, there are, there are other gods out there. Like there, you know, there's, there's other teachings, but there's only one creator of the universe and of the earth and of all of creation and the birds and the animals and the people and just like the mountains and the streams like there's only one creator of all of that and so and that's right that's right in the bible in the beginning in genesis how how the creation started and and just like realizing like oh 
like everything, I don't know, slowly everything started to make sense. Like as I was realizing like, oh, like, you know, if I'm not acknowledging the creator of everything, then nothing else makes sense. And so um, really just coming back to that realization and he really opened my eyes to, I don't know, just realizing the, the strength, the strength of our, the strength of God and that he sent, he explained to me, which I missed when I was a kid. I missed the point of Jesus. Like I missed that God sent his son, Jesus to die a brutal, painful death. So that way, and then, and then be resurrected three days later to give us hope and salvation. And like he died so that way we could have salvation and freedom and in believing in him, all of our sins are covered. So I was carrying my own sin. Like I was carrying around my own burdens. It felt like literally someone was just like weighing me down with like guilt and thing and, 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 um, sadness and just like despair. Even I was just carrying around all of these burdens that I didn't need to carry. And so, um, when I came to the Lord with all of those things and finally was just like, you know, I was at the end of my own will. I couldn't do it anymore. So I just, um, just coming to coming to Christ and realizing like, Oh my, like, Oh my gosh. Like I, you know, I, I don't have to carry this stuff. Like I'm just going to believe in, believe in Jesus, believe that this happened, believe that he died for me. And in confessing that I believed that it was like the whole world started to shift and the whole, my eyes were open. Like I even like could look up at the sky and just like, like, oh, like, like I could just see heaven. I could see like all of God's creation. Everything just started to make sense. So today I would pray that your eyes be open to creation and and the possibility of life in Jesus as Lord and just, just believe, just trusting in him as your savior can really, oh man, it's like such a great life. It's like we are meant to live a life of joy. And I think there, I mean, there are still trials and there's still, there's still sufferings, but like nobody has to suffer like Jesus did because the, the sacrifice has already been made. So in, in him, we have eternal life and we have peace with God and just, there's so much, there's so much life to be had and so much joy. And I'm just really happy to bring the message that there is hope and the hope, the hope is in Jesus. The hope is in the Lord. And I will gladly answer any questions. Uh, I'll gladly answer any questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for sharing all that. That was very um, vulnerable and moving. And I, I love your story. Um, and I think it will be helpful for a lot of people because a lot of people... Um, they do go through times where they're feeling depressed and suicidal and basically like, uh, I don't know if lost is the right word, but you know, like how you mm-hmm. described how you were feeling. Um, mm-hmm. and it is amazing how God and Jesus can really 
change your life. Like I feel completely different now that I've like acknowledged him and like, um, I'm starting to like incorporate him every single day into my life and and not even just every day, but like everything that I'm doing, like I'll go for a walk and then I'll be like, Oh, like I'm walking with God right now. Like he is here right now and, um, just everything. But, um, I really love how you talked about the church telling you, or maybe it's the message that you got from the church, how you said like you're carrying around these burdens and all this, um, all your um, sins, you were carrying them around and they were heavy on you. And it's really interesting because the message yesterday at the church that you were going to, you told me about it and I'm currently looking for a church. So if anyone's listening um, or for the people listening, Mallory um, introduced me to this church, um, suggested this church in Bath. So I did it virtually. And that was the message yesterday to, um, I think it was called Lift the Weight or it was titled something like that. And that is what they talked about yesterday is... Sorry, what did you say? New City Church. New City Church, yes. And that is what they talked about. Um, Shout out to Joel. (laughs) Yeah, he was great. Praise God for him. Huh? I said, praise God for him. He's just amazing. He is. And I love the message. (laughs) And it was like... Part of me was a little confused when he was talking because I had to like really process because he was saying to like lift the burden, um, like basically give it to Jesus. Like, but excuse me, but um, also I was, is he saying like lift the burden of our sins or is he saying don't sin? Is he saying to feel bad about our sins and then let it go? Or is he saying to just keep working towards not sinning? Because part of it, when he talked, he was like, in a way, he was like, okay, like if you sin, like we're not perfect. And if you do end up sinning, like, you know, I guess acknowledge it, feel it, and then like let it go. So I was kind of, I'm still in this area where I'm like trying to figure everything out. But also you and I have also talked about how it's a very narrow path. So... Mm -hmm. But it was a great message. It it made me think, but then also it was kind of refreshing to hear like we don't have to either way, whether we we have sinned and we feel that heaviness or if we just feel that heaviness, like we don't have to feel it, that we can give it up. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he taught me going to that church really taught, it taught me so much because I think well, I, I, I learned the true message of Jesus. Then I learned what repentance was and re- repentance is the forgiveness of sins. So like nobody's perfect. I mean, Jesus was perfect because he always obeyed his father. He, he obeyed to go to this cross and die. It's like, like, I don't know. I would be like, no, thanks. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Perfect. Jesus. What a beautiful, like amazing. Um, so he, you know, he, like, I think, I think it's important to remember that we're not perfect and we don't have to be perfect. And like, we do have a forgiving father. Like, it's not, it's not to like say to like go out and sin a bunch and then come back. Like, obviously we try not to sin, but like there are, I don't know, like 
really just giving our lives over is the first step and just being like, you know, I don't want my will anymore. Like I want your, cause he has a perfect plan for us. And I believe that if we're listening to him, then we like, I, I don't know. I think, I think that like life is supposed to be joyful and he has a plan for each one of us that if, if we can slow down and really listen to his word and be guided by him, that he's not going to lead us astray. He's not going to take us down a path of destruction. Like that's our own will that like ends in ends in destruction. But like he had, he wants, he wants us to be happy and he wants a good life for us. And he's not, uh, he, he's not a God of confusion, but as you start to walk the Christian walk, it's you, like, there is a lot of understanding and I've only been walking that way since February. And I'm still learning every single day on how to, how to just um, obey him and to be in the word. The biggest thing is to just be in the word and to be, um, and, and to just acknowledge because once you acknowledge that he's the creator of everything, once you acknowledge that, um, once you acknowledge that he's, the almighty and accept Jesus as your personal savior. It's like, you know, the world becomes possible. And like, now there's no, like for me, at least like I I struggled a lot with my mental health and I was like, I was constantly like in a war with myself. Like you're not good enough. You're all good enough. Like it was just like constantly like back and forth. But like, since I put my faith in Jesus, all of those all of that darkness has just faded away. Like he really does save and he really brings you out of the life of darkness and destruction. And he's rooting for you. He's rooting for us. Like he wants us to be lifted up in his word and to be in his kingdom and to build his kingdom, I think. So, so to just, to just acknowledge that first and foremost, before everything you do, like, is this righteous? Like, is this something that God wants me to do? And just like being aware of that, it's like, he has like, his plans are way better than my own. I just have to say, like, you know, his, his plan is way better than what I had in store. Like, I don't know. And it's actually just, it feels better to me. Like it feels good to let someone else lead the way. Like, thank God I don't have to figure this all out. And you know, like I may never understand his full plan. I may never understand what I'm, why I'm faced with the things I'm faced with, but I just trust him. And I trust that he's going to make things right. And that he's, he's, he's constantly delivering me blessings. And I just like, you know, to just be open to receiving them. Like I just, I don't know, even like the little things, like waking up in the morning. <laughs> it's just like, oh, thank God for this day. Like the, this, this, just this day and this breath and this life. And there really is so much hope. There really is. Absolutely. Um, and that also brings you back to like uh, the beginning when you said you're like, be, you're here to be free. And it is so, I think those were your words, or you said you feel, did you say, was that what you said? You were, sorry, what? Yeah, I said I feel free at the beginning, because I think that's what we all want, is we just want to feel free, but it's impossible to feel free if you're carrying your own burdens. Like, if you're carrying that weight of guilt, if you're carrying that weight of sadness, the 
just um, grief is a big one. Um, just like if you're carrying that all yourself and pulling your own weight, like you don't feel free. <laughs> you don't feel like you can do anything. But in in the Lord, in Jesus, in His saving grace, we really can. We really can do it. And and that those burdens being lifted just open up a whole new possibility to life and life feels joy. Like I have never felt the joy. I haven't felt it. The joy that I have now in my life because of the Lord, like I have never felt that in anything else. And that's true power. It's, it's phenomenal. I want, I want everybody to feel that. I want everybody to feel that joy. It's so good. Yeah. I agree. I feel the same way. Um, it's very, it's definitely freeing. And it's also like, there's so much you can let go when you really surrender yourself to God. Like you can let go of, you know, people pleasing because you're not worried about what people think because you know that the only person that matters for your judgment is God. So, I mean, people of course are going to think things about you and judge you and stuff, but they're not going to be there, you know, when you, when you die and you're their their judgment isn't going to be there. That's not going to be, they're not going to give you eternity. And I see that in other ways too, when it comes to just, I don't know, all these human things like forgiveness and all that. It's like, it's all in the Bible. It's all there. Um, we just need to read it and look at it and realize like we can live a free, a free life. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just beautiful. And I'm so happy that you shared your story, your testimony. Mm. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being on, Mallory. I don't have any more questions um, besides, is there anything you would like to share with listeners that could be helpful on their journey or that can help guide them or anything you would like to Mm. share? Yeah, just go out and grab a Bible. <laughs> go out and grab a Bible and open it up and see what it has to say to you. And just just read the words and and just be just be lifted up by them and to be just to just know you're not alone, to to know that you're never alone and you know, even in the dark places, like I realized for me, like being in those dark places, like I, you know, when I thought I was alone, like the Lord was actually right there. Like he, he was right there and he was guiding me home to him and guiding me back into the direction where I needed to go. And I think if anybody that's listening, that's in a dark place right now, I think that, Um, just know you can come out to the other side, like know that there is light, there is hope and there's salvation in Jesus. There's, there's no other God that can, can, that can, that can save. And so to just, just to hear that message and to just know that there's hope and to just keep going, (laughs) don't give up hope and just keep going and to know that there's something great in store for you and we may not know what it is and it may take a little bit of time to understand but just just to not give up hope and to just keep going and to keep trusting in trust just keep trusting in God okay thank you Mallory
You're welcome. Thank All you. Right. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, I will be in touch. I'll message you soon. Okay. Okay. And I would, we can, I'd love to end with a little prayer if that's cool. Yeah, I, I would love learned, that. I also learned how to pray at New City Church, which I did not know how to pray. Um, so that was really cool to learn how to pray. So thanks, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for guiding Janessa and I to have this conversation today to, for the ability to share your words and my testimony, for Janessa for being such a good listener, and for anybody that's listening now, I pray that God would bless you with peace, safety, love, hope, faith in Him, and that you would just take the burdens from whoever needs them, that you would just guide us back to you, Lord, and your truth and your salvation and wholeness. Dear Lord, I pray for our culture, our government officials, our healthcare workers, our grocery store workers, our truck drivers, and everybody that's making, every everybody that's, delivering goods that's taking care of us right now, the people in service of you, Lord. I just pray that you would continue up and that you would place your hand around us all and just make your presence known that you are here and that you are with us and that you are the saving grace that this world needs. And we can just turn to you that just knowing that you're here and, and that's, that's enough. So your love is enough. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Love you, Mallory. Uh, I love you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag create your earth life podcast with myself, Janessa Staples. And I hope you enjoyed listening to Mallory and I talk and listening to her testimony. And if you have any questions or would like to be on the podcast or would like to share any knowledge with me about God, about the Bible, about Christianity, then I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to contact me at evolving period writer period Janessa, J-E-N-A-S-A. That is my Instagram handle. Or you can also contact me through email if you would like. My email is J-E-N-A-S-A 93 at yahoo.com. And it would mean a lot to me if you would give me a review. If you enjoyed this podcast, it helps for other people to find my podcasts. And I hope you guys have the best day ever.